Yes, top of the hour now for you. Welcome back to Hit Your Mama FM, and I'm joined here by Fat Mike. Fatty, how's it going? Oh, it's going bloody excellent. Thanks, mate. Yeah, did you catch the game last night, Fat Mike? No, I don't watch television or sporting events. I just like to watch the stars at night. You're bloody stoned all the time, aren't you? I do all of the drugs. I, I do want to mention the US guys at the top of the show, especially Cody. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't really, you know, I, I can't go on too much because otherwise it'll just be one giant love letter to Cody. Dearest Cody, my heart yearns for you like the panda yearns for the bamboo. <laughs> I'm just going to keep sending him like pictures of pandas and bamboo from now on. Just, yeah, he'll get it. <laughs> he'll get it eventually. He'll when put two and two together. So Cody was very generous, very, very generous. Yeah, like I would say, Insane outrageously generous. generous. Out, yeah, outrageous is the word here. In the sense that I'm outraged that he didn't give me. <laughs> you should be outraged. Something. You, uh, so Cody Goff of Game Life Balance US fame. Yes. Well, yes. Let's call it fame. <laughs> he he has a blue tick. Yes, he, he has, has a verified Twitter account. He is verified by Twitter. Yeah, by the 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 Twitter lords themselves. Yes, I don't know how he did that. I must ask him one day, and then not... he does. He does legitimately work in the media. I think it's because people actually know who he is, unlike us. Hmm. You know, like people people might go, "Oh, oh, Cody Goff of the Cody Goff Show with Brian Noonan." <laughs> I think Brian Noonan might have something to say about that. <laughs> Radio is Cody Goff. I do listen to that show, actually. You I, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 Actually, I, I've been listening for a while. I've li- I went back and listened to a whole bunch of Unqualified Gamer as well. Because, mm. I, I, because before we made an informed decision on yes. these gents, yes. uh, when they first came to us with the proposal, I, um, I wanted to make sure that everything was on the up and up. They weren't just uh, literally a Nigerian princess. <laughs> and, and, and a guy who stabbed people? That's right. <laughs> and a drug dealer. <laughs> a drug dealer. No, we... Uh, no, I just, I wanted to, it, it wasn't that I thought they were fake yeah. after listening to one episode. It's just that I, I went, this is good. Is their quality like this all the time? Mm. So I went back and went, yeah, it is. It's it's, it's of a high quality. They they do good work. Yeah. It is, it's intimidating, actually. <laughs> but uh, that's all right. That's fine. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're equally as good. Um, good goodies. Sometimes. <laughs> so it's funny because you look at their setup. Yeah. And, and Cody actually has like a boom mic. Uh, or at least uh, a microphone on an arm. So it's some yeah. really professional podcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. And we are two people huddled around one microphone. Yep. And it looks like two bums huddling around like a bin fire. <laughs> it does look a bit like that. We're keeping our hand uh, warms against the podcast gods. That's right. Just just waiting waiting for a slow death. The, the, <laughs> waiting, waiting for winter, the winter cold to just... Just slowly suffocate us. It's, uh... I just want a new pair of socks. That's all I ever want. <laughs> <laughs> Roasting a dead cat over the bin fire. I'm allergic to cat. The bin fire. I'd still roast the cat though. Yeah. So no, Cody. <laughs> we got onto our our hobo segment a lot quicker than I thought <laughs> we were right. going to get onto. That yeah, part two hobo life was uh, something. That's supposed to be coming up a bit later in the show, but that's all right. That's all right, but uh, but see that our sound quality does not actually sound that bad because the microphone is good, and since Rob and I insist on recording together, if we mm. can, uh, because we bounce off each other better when we're in a live situation, the sound actually sounds quite good. I think I think it sounds yeah. Look, 
Yes, I will say that. Uh, it's not comments, of a terrible quality. I've had comments to the effect, um, and for people who, who ought to know, uh, that they're surprised at how unbad it sounds. Mm. I don't think anyone's actually said, that sounds good. I've had, I've had someone say to me, Oh, that sounds like a. You sound like an actual podcast, which I think is. I think is probably what we what we would aim for. Really, is... I think that's better than what we originally wanted. <laughs> you sound almost like a real podcast. <laughs> we, I uh... wished upon a star and said, "Star, one day I want to be a real podcast." <laughs> I guess have we made it? Are we now officially like a real podcast? I think I think we're official enough. Okay. Like, like we actually use a good service. We don't use a free service mm. anymore. We use a. We use a paid service. Yeah. Uh, we can track all of our our numbers all over the world. And yeah, we can like that. we can and see exactly where our listeners live. We get we get fan art. <laughs> right. We can we can find your street address. <laughs> Hell, you know, social social security numbers, etc. Yeah. We can build this up like a pyramid scheme. You know. Yeah. This is pretty much what I had. This was this was phase two of Game Life Balance Australia was <laughs> introducing the pyramid scheme. I really hope that we get more like game life balance locations yeah. around the world. Yeah, like, ga- game life balance Nigeria. Yeah, the way it works is is uh, so you get a new location like IE Nigeria, right? Yeah, and then for every other location you sign up, you get a shiny brass razu, and then and then they, <laughs> but then then you also get an extra shiny brass razu if they also sign people up. I do like razus. And then a month from now, we just flee the country. <laughs> So with all, with all the razus, <laughs> is, is that the official currency? Yes, I really hope of, it is. <laughs> of of Game Life Balance Australia, which is a small island off the coast of Australia that we have staked a claim on by putting a flag with a picture of a bum with a fist coming out. <laughs> That's a weird oh, joke, but that is the. Oh my god! I really. I, Do we, really, I don't think we should explain. I that. don't think we should explain. No. A flag with a bum with a fist coming out of it because that is just too awesome to explain, <laughs> to contain in one podcast. But it has to do with an, an early 90s Australian television show. That's just just, mo- just yeah. picture that in your mind, though. Just picture a bum with a fist coming out of it. <laughs> on a flag. On a flag. On a small island off the coast of Australia. So before we get way too off the rails, I did just want to say thank you, a personal thank you. Mm. Uh, there, there's going to be a few personal. Uh, there is a fan art I will get to, which yes. I mentioned before, uh, to Cody Goff, who uh, I w- I made a complaint on Twitter. Actually, the, this whole thing came <laughs> about because I forgot to leave my phone on silent, uh. and I I got this thing uh, a couple of nights ago in all caps saying I am this person on Steam, and then Rob answers back I am this person on Steam. We should totally get each other, and I just went ah we just. Leave me alone. Do you, do you have any idea what time it is in Australia right now? And because it was all in caps and yes. poor spelling, I thought this was fake. So I, I, uh, I clicked on, on like who the person is and it said uh, Duncan Fox. Are we giving away his Steam? Oh, we, he tweeted it out over, he, the, over yeah. the Twitter. So I, don't, I don't think it's a secret. It's yeah. just... Yeah. I just right. went, what? I just had no idea like if it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Like I thought there was some internet joke I wasn't getting. Because it was all caps, spelt badly, with someone's name who, you know, was meant to be Cody, but what didn't say it was Cody, and I just kind of went, well, ah, and went back to sleep. Yeah, it kind of broke your mind that yeah. that his, that his, his Steam account is someone, a, a realistic-sounding name of another person. Yeah, and then, uh, so, and then this morning, uh, and we're recording this two weeks before this goes live, I should say, mm. uh, I got another message saying, oh... 
you know, at reported Rob added mm. me, but Prontelli didn't add me on Steam. That guy sucks or something to that effect. Yeah. I was like, going, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even understand what the joke here is. Oh, Apparently it wasn't a joke. Yeah. They just think all caps are cool. All caps is funny, but I, I will say it, it probably adds insult to injury when you're woking up at 3am by your phone ringing. To see that the tweet that woke you up is also in all caps, which is like the internet equivalent of shouting really loudly into your ears. I just didn't understand what was going on. And the same thing happened to me this morning. I have been keeping my phone off silent for, for reasons uh, at the moment. Anyway, uh, what was it? So of, the outcome of all of that was... Uh, Cody gifted me Doom. Yes. New Doom. The new Doom. New 2000... Doom brackets 2016, close brackets. D... O-O-M in all caps. That's all caps. Yes, if you don't spell Doom with all caps, then... It's not really Doom. I fire you from a cannon. Yes. First I buy a cannon. Then I track you down using, as I said, our statistics. <laughs> you have to listen to this. And then, and then fire you out of a cannon. So, uh, yeah. So it was like this... It was mind-blowing because I was just having a, a conversation with, with Cody uh, just over Twitter in the morning. Mm. Funnily enough, while I was watching the latest episode of, of Game Life Bound to US, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Con, and I was just... And then Cody was tweeting me at the same time I was answering and it was about an hour before you came around and, uh, and I was just complaining that I didn't have any games on Steam that I could use test on my new computer. Mm. Because, you know, I have a new gaming PC and I don't have any high quality games I could test for. Doom was on my wish list and I was totally going to buy it, you know, in the next few months after I'd saved up a little bit of money because it's not a top priority at the moment. Mm. Then I got this seemingly innocuous... Uh, tweet from Cody saying, "Oh yeah, before you start recording, make sure you check your uh, your um, your Steam library because someone may have uh, dropped something in there for you accidentally." And I went in there and was like, <laughs> "Doom!" And I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. So I will say this: as you know, and as you can hear, my voice is actually quite deep, mm. melodiously deep, you might say. Yeah, I would say it's like a rich baritone. Very rich indeed. Um, however, I squealed like. <laughs> A five-year-old chipmunk on helium. <laughs> Something I have not done for a very long time. <laughs> was your wife like, you Since okay? the twins dropped quite a while ago, <laughs> let's just say. And uh, well, I was out at the time, but I squealed in a noise I did not think I could make. And I just went, <laughs> that, That's not the noise I made. It was much higher pitched. And I just like, I literally like hit download really quickly and was just sitting there watching my download bar. <laughs> For about 10 minutes before I realised that this uh, is 43 gig and is going to take about 5 hours to download. Yeah, our internet's not super great. Even when it's great, it's not super great. Yeah, it's, so. it's not bad. And it, but 43 gigs, that's a, that's a massive game. It's a pretty big game. Yeah, well, well done, Cody. And uh, yeah, Thank you very much. Thank you. I am going to play that. I, uh, half of me is like here and the other half is like just the, like standing on tippy toes, dancing in front of the computer going, hurry up, <laughs> hurry up. What a great last hurrah for your, like, you know, free time, I guess. Um, I think that's that yeah. was the, the reason behind the generous donation was uh, yeah. uh, congratulations for the upcoming babe. Yeah, I think we need to be absolutely clear before we go any further that we're recording this rather early. Yep, um, for reasons. And reason. by the time you're hearing this, AC will, fingers crossed, if everything goes according to plan, hmm. be a new pappy. Ah, uh, pappy. A new daddy do. Daddy do do. You'll have a, a beautiful little daughter that will um, not destroy my life. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna come in here, scream and destroy everything that I've worked hard to achieve, <laughs> which is drinking uh, until three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, just to give you some context of what your life's gonna be like, and I mean this. Look, my life is great, better than it's ever been, but. We did go to bed at 9 o'clock last night, which was Friday night as well. So that's that's what your new life will be. You're full of joy and also really early bedtimes. Oh, no. So, um, 
But yeah. you, you still get to drink, right? Daddy still has a drink out oh, of his magic, yeah. uh, you know, Johnny Walker honey pot. Well, you know, I would have drunk last night. I would have, I would have sipped from the cup of. Wait, I can't think of a good metaphor. I would have drank alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but I've been on antibiotics for the last uh, like two weeks, basically. So yeah, no drinking for me, unfortunately, because my 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 dentist prescribed me. The kind of antibiotics that actually say on the packet, do not drink alcohol. Yeah, so. no, the, most of them do say that. Most yeah. of them will say do not consume alcohol, but there are ones that specifically mixed with alcohol will become a neurotoxin. Yeah, and he didn't tell me if that was the case with this one, so I'm going to play it safe. I so. think, yeah, if it does, under no circumstances, drink alcohol yeah. um, or go back in time and kill your grandfather, then yeah, those are the ones that you mm. should not take with alcohol. So this- You shouldn't take it with alcohol anyway, even I know that. Yeah, just just... Play it safe, guys. Just a public service announcement from Game Life Balance Australia. Don't don't drink alcohol and, and take antibiotics at the same time. That's uh, you, know, you don't want to end up like Marilyn Monroe. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's how she didn't die. <laughs> how she didn't die? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm thinking about like, <laughs> what that means. But, I, I, li- um, I literally thought you were talking about Marilyn Manson until it clicked in my brain. <laughs> it's like, oh, the other the other Marilyn. Right, no, yeah. I got you. No, I think Mar- is, you. is Marilyn Manson still alive? I, a big collector of Nazi memorabilia, apparently. Yeah, that sounds about right. Look, mm. I just want—I should probably also say this. This is the f- a first for us um, because of my antibiotics. Um, this will be the first episode where I'm stone cold sober from woe to go. Um, Andrew, however, will be drinking the usual um, feeding so, Welshman, yeah, and you, you've got an honest Welshman, which is just yes. a sugar-free Red Bull. Yes, right, it's a virgin Welshman. <laughs> uh, so yes, we'll see how that goes. I imagine I'll be. Pretty much just as incoherent and, and, and annoying as, as usual. You see, I, I can't drink too much just in case something happens and I need to drive to the hospital. So I can be nicely toasted, but I, I can't I can't get <laughs> rolling about drunk. Just lightly singed. Yeah, you know, yeah. I need to be able to sober up within an hour or two if, if, yep. if stuff starts going down. Almost swore there. I yeah. saved myself. Good job, sir. Uh, yeah, so welcome to Game Life Balance Australia, episode 10, Stream of Nonsense. Yay, I love it Stream is, of Nonsense. We, we both, we get a kick out of this. We can't do it every week, um, no. because that would just be insane. And it would drive our, our very small listenership <laughs> right away. So this is uh, episode 10. It is being recorded two weeks, about two weeks before it goes out. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's right. Yes, So, so it, we're actually recording this before our last episode, which we recorded, goes out. Yeah, so it's mm, it's it's a little confusing, but basically uh, we've recorded two episodes uh, in advance. Yeah. In preparation for um, your impending fatherhood, which I have to say, I think I'm more excited about than you are. <laughs> at least, at least it seems that way. I think you're internally quite excited. I am internally quite excited. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a person who shows my excitement much, unless you know doom happens to drop into my Steam account. <laughs> you know what? What'll be amusing is if you if you don't squeal louder when your baby arrives. <laughs> like you need to top that. I shall call her Doomette. <laughs> I haven't told your wife this yet, I'm sure. Uh, well, uh, hopefully she'll be out on drugs and I can just get that uh, birth certificate and go, Doom it, McDoom. Yoshimura. McDoom. <laughs> McDoomy Doom. Uh, no, we actually already have a name for our child, which I will reveal. I think a lot of people out there already know. Um, but basically, at the moment, I'm, I am excited. I'm thrilled. I'm worried and I'm nervous. And mm. I don't want to count any of my chickens before they hatch. That yep. goes for, you know, hopefully the birth goes well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there are no complications mm. for uh, my wife or the child. Mm-hmm. You know, we're expecting a girl, but I'm not counting that. Although our 
entire nursery is pink now, I think. So mm, just yeah. full of pink frilly things. So hopefully it's a girl, I guess. Otherwise yeah. we're going to have to spend up big or hopefully she... He'll just have to get wearing. He'll just pink. learn early about like gender roles yeah. not being, you know. I certainly don't mind that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind dressing my son in something pink and frilly. <laughs> it's good fun. Trust oh, yeah. me. Yeah, I know. So I mean, you know, I wear pink frilly stuff all the time, especially uh, when I go to work. <laughs> hey, Rob, hurry back home soon. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm not counting anything mm. yet. I just hope it all goes well. And everything is fine, and yep. baby is fine, and we come home, and I'll probably sound relieved, excited, tired, grumpy on the next podcast after this, where, where I, I come back, and I'll yeah. just go, oh my god, it's so good, but all this stuff is happening, and oh god, I'm melting, melting, I tell you, <laughs> what a world, what a world! What's, what's amazing is you will find um, that, you, you will discover how little sleep you need to be able to function. And, and I already get very little sleep yeah. and don't function very well. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe, maybe how should I put? Maybe it'll be more like you'll find um, how little functionality you need to get through a day at work. Okay. You know, like like how like how bad does your brain um, have to be before you you literally can't and sit in front of a computer and do emails? See, um, see, the thing is, that I can, some of my work actually involves. Spending a lot of money and doing some quite important things, so yeah, I can't actually say what my job is or anything <laughs> like that, and it's not that important. But in mm. in the context of what I do, yeah, I, I need to be somewhat awake for it. So. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. And look, I've I've only recently stopped nodding off at work. Um, it it, coinc- it coincided, believe it or not, with my daughter finally figuring out how to sleep pretty much solidly through the night. Like I say, pretty much because she often wakes at around three or four in the morning and needs. To be sort of, you know, coaxed back to sleep mm. again. Um, but that's magical compared to what she was like when she was a newborn. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's like every, every you know, there's a cycle and there's no point in even trying to get them into a pattern no. that early at that early stage. And we know that. You just try and sleep when they sleep, basically. Yeah. You know, and, and don't... Yeah. Because what my wife and I did was we tried to sort of... We tried to sort of live a normal life during the day and then try and sleep at night. Like, we basically were just, like, stubborn. Like, no, no. I'm not going to go to sleep at 11 in the morning. I'm going to watch TV and, you know, have a sandwich and stuff. Mm. Um, while the baby's asleep. Because it's very tempting when she's asleep. Oh, cool, she's asleep. I can do stuff now. Um, but you really should just just try and get some rest because you're going to need it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't sleep very well. So if I do manage to get to sleep at any time of day, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this to the bank. Yeah. I'll cash this sleep check-in. Mm. Because like once I am asleep, I sleep very well. Mm. Um, but getting to sleep is very difficult for me. I can't shut my brain off, and <clears throat> I have this thing at the moment where where even if I shut my brain off, my eyes start hurting. Like I can't shut my eyes off. Like even oh. with my eyes closed, I can still feel my eyes trying to look at things. It's like oh, I don't know how to shut that off. Mm. It feels very weird and disconcerting, to be honest. So. Okay. Yeah. Look, um, it's hard to it's hard to say what will happen, mm. but I know you will. Be very happy, and um, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes well. I wish you. This is unusually earnest for me, but I wish you all the best, and I really hope that 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 your time um, in hospital goes as smoothly as you could ever hope. Yeah, um, we because we, we had a hell of a time. So, yeah, my wife and I had a, a bad run. Um, if you come out better than us, that would be great. So yeah, well, thank you for that. I mean, yeah. we'll um, we're I'm really looking forward to to everything, but uh, you know. It's not just... See, the way my brain works is that it's not just about the birth that I'm thinking about. 
more so thinking about like the next five years, ten years. It's like, oh, she's going to start to talk back. Oh, she's mm-hmm. going to go to high school and you're worried about, oh, she's going to get hooked on drugs. Is she going to be like 13 and pregnant and all that? And all of this, you know, oh, what's going to happen in social media in the next 20 years? Like, yeah. I am not the kind of person who would worry about that for myself. Yes. But for like, you know, like knowing that I'm going to spend the next you know, rest of my life worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet is just mm. draining emotionally. It's actually fascinating because I, I went through the exact same thing. I still do as well. Um, worrying about, you know, long-term issues, like things that, that I can anticipate now but won't happen for many years mm. concerning my daughter. Apparently, um, that's kind of a, a guy thing. Like when some studies have been done, that apparently men tend to... Uh, spend a lot of time imagining what their their child will be like years down the track, um, and and sort of working out how they'll react to different scenarios yeah, yeah, yeah. and things. Whereas women, apparently, generally speaking, are not so prone to that kind of long term worrying. They're more concerned with you know the right, short the term. Now, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's funny because you know there's that nonsense that that. Or men are very practical and are very hands-on and very, you know. But that's actually... That's true to a certain extent. At least with me, what I'm thinking about is Mm. things that are beyond my control. You know, like you can teach them as best you can. You you can try and bring them up as best you can. And of course, you'll make mistakes and stuff like that. But all it takes Mm. is one bad influence. And, you know, uh, Kitty's life is ruined forever. And you know, Like Like that moment I met Rob back in 1989. (laughs) And suddenly your grades took a definite downward slide. (laughs) You can pinpoint the moment on a graph, actually. I, I kept getting check minuses. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because um, thinking about influences and things, like my, my brother, for instance, was always much more influenced by his friends than my parents. Mm. So try as they might to, you know, guide him through his schooling and stuff. Um, he pretty much always opted for what his friends wanted him to do mm. at any given point. And, and if you have a child who's like that, who just who just chooses his friendship group over his parents as a um, you know primary influence mm. in, in, in their life, there's not a heck of a lot you can really do about it. And it's very tough. Military and, school. Yeah, that's right. Pack them up and off you go. We actually have, we actually yeah. have a great backup plan, which yeah. is send them to where my wife comes from, Guma, which is okay. just a farm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where they can't be influenced or possibly escape. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty evil thought to have of someone who's not even born yet. But it's an option. Look, you will find that the evil thoughts you have about your child will multiply exponentially <laughs> once they're actually there crying at four in the morning when you... You know, just beyond beyond exasperation mm. at, at, at their um, at their behaviour. But so I'm sure I'll have more to say about uh, child issues in the not too distant future. Yeah. And I'll let everyone know how it is. So, what games have you been playing Ooh. since? Well, I mean, for the last month. That's right. <laughs> last week. Yeah, it's actually tough because we've been recording these there's Weekly, only one week yeah. one week gap um, between the last couple episodes. So. Um, not a lot has changed. I'm still playing Total War Rome 2 and Skyrim. I am hoping to wrap Skyrim up very shortly, though. Um, Are you nearing the end? Look, I've decided to draw a line in the sand with Skyrim, and I'm just going to um, complete the Dark Brotherhood quest with a new character I've made, and then and then that and that'll be it for me. Because uh, I want to go through the Dark Brotherhood quest and and just see that through. It's something I've started a few times, but never actually seen through. I know that people listening at home will be like, how could you? That's the best quest line in the game, etc. And it's like, yeah, I know, I know. But Were um, you saving the best for last? I think in some ways I was. And I just... You knew that it was all downhill after that, or that was the end of the yeah. official DLC or the official uh, quest line or whatever. Part of the problem I have, and I know this is a problem, 
I so, look, it's either either I'm either I'm just a really like dedicated role player or I have a mental problem, but I can't. The two I, usually coincide. Yeah, yes, they they do often. Um, I can't I can't enjoy. How do I? I should start over again. But basically, so Skyrim lets you do everything in the game. Hmm. Like you can be the hero of of Skyrim, the savior of the world. The defeater of dragons, and you know, generally the kind of person that would be greeted with like you know people throwing roses at their feet and and you know but kissing babies and stuff like that. Um, and you can also be the evil mastermind of like this layer of, of demon worshipping assassins. And that's not and and the game just goes well. That's your choice to do that. And for me, I've always found it difficult to have a character that does all those different things mm. without it just breaking the immersion like i just feel like this is just no longer realistic like you can have a character who's literally the head of the college of wizards the leader of the thieves guild the head of the dark brotherhood the savior of the world all these things and and, and the same guy you know or or girl indeed Mm. and for me that just it just breaks the immersion so i tend to play i tend to create a new character to play through different plot lines and different so i'll have one guy who's you know the head of the college of wizards and then I'll like start a new character to do like the thieves guild quest or something like that because to me like having a guy who's both. So for this last quest, weird. are you gonna create a new character? Yeah, I've created again, yeah. and yes, it's, this it's, is it's my last a I heroic. S- I swear to God, no, actually, this is quite the opposite. I've created <laughs> one last character, and she is going to be, and I've been playing it for the last week. She is uh, very immoral. Excellent. Um, basically, just a stealthy. Um, assassin type. Is it a lizard person? No. Damn it. No. Um, she's a Nord. Um, and I'm basically just role-playing through the Dark Brotherhood questline. I just started it. Um, uh, just killed Grelod the Kind. And uh, yeah. And oh, also, I managed to run into um, a couple of vampires that um, I killed, but also infected me with a vampire curse. So I'm going to have a vampire assassin, which will be kind of cool. And that's how Can I'm going to you- end Skyrim. Is the, with the last playthrough will be the Dark Brotherhood questline with a cool female vampire. So nice. That'll be it. And then once that's done, I'm gonna put Skyrim down, and I'm not. I swear, I'm not gonna play Skyrim ever again, except for the fact that there's a new Skyrim remaster coming out soon. Rob, <laughs> there's, there's another. There's another reason you're not gonna get away with that because Buggerlugs here is playing Skyrim. <laughs> It was your idea. You were the one yeah. who came to me and said, "I've got a new idea for a video but series." I, but I technically I won't be playing it. You'll be playing it, and I'll just be watching the chaos. Uh, and chaos it is. Yeah. So this brings us to another point. Another big thank you. Yeah. To a uh, friend and fan of the show, Ben mm-hmm. Ben Woods, artist extraordinaire, who has done art for us before. Yes. Uh, he actually knocked out uh, some fan art for us yesterday, and it looks so cool. Mm. It is just oh um it's just Dragon Punch is basically it looks like it's on a Super Nintendo cover. It's like Super Nintendo box art. Yeah. With um Yeah. Like a cool fist punching a dragon in the face, basically. Uh that's exactly what it is. And he yeah. just called it Dragon Punch, and it's just a fist punching a green dragon tagline mm. the game where you punch dragons. <laughs> Those effers had it coming. Yeah. I'm sure you know what effers means. Yeah, yes. <laughs> wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna swear and have to censor that. Our beloved non-explicit rating on iTunes. So uh, it's great when we get stuff like this. Yeah, because it, um, you know, when when people listen to us and, and think 
And even if they're good friends and think, oh, that's funny, I want to draw something about that. It means mm. that, you know, there's some sort of... We're making some sort of connection. There's there. a, like at least a kernel of goodness or like a, a small nugget mm. of, of gold amongst the um, the mass of The coal. ramblings. Yeah. And I do want to keep doing that. I do want to punch a, a dragon in Skyrim. I think the new episodes... New episode went up a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so by the time you hear, oh, actually, by the time you hear, this will be many weeks. Yeah, it'll be a month old. But uh, <laughs> yes, I put it up. I put it up actually yesterday. Uh, AC. Excellent. Um, so that's up for viewing. Um, and yeah, we'll have to get you around to my place at some point and, and record some more. Yeah. So we, we we usually record a whole bunch at the same time behind mm. the scenes there, and then kind of edit them and 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 drip them out a bit slower because you know if, if we did it. All at once, mm. and then I can't come over for like a month. Yeah, and you know people lose interest in the project. Maybe next, maybe if you need a break from from the infant um, over the next few weeks, um, you know, come around in the evening one day, and we'll we'll do that. Yeah, sounds uh, good. But I, I will say it is it is definitely doable to get a character that can punch dragons to death. It just might take a bit of effort. I'm not sure. I think what we'll do is we'll try the, the quick and easy route. Okay, just... we're going to try the quick and easy route first. And, and then if that then... doesn't work, then we'll try the, the long haul. We'll try the longer one, but the, the longer mm. bit will be cut down, I think. You don't. You probably don't want to see me going, Oh, I've got to grind my way. No. Yeah, we might have to just do a sports montage. I think, I think we will. Yeah, sports because... training montage for that one. But, um. you know, because we want to keep it up vibe and keep it interesting. Mm. Uh, and that's the, the main idea behind many of our um, our, our videos. The I goal was to keep it interesting. Yeah. Whatever actually happens on others. <laughs> another thing that... Yeah, yeah, our videos are, are kind of very sporadic. It's kind yeah. of a little weird because all of a sudden, like Rob and I will get inspiration in the same weekend, and mm. we'll like put out three videos within the space of a week, and then nothing for like two yeah. weeks. It's like the planets align or something, and we just, just we just get really inspired all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I expect I'll probably do a, I'll probably because you know it'll be a month without recording, so I'll probably get a bit antsy and just and start making little things here and there while you're. Um, while you're out of commish, um, just to keep the channel ticking over, I suppose. Um, I have the, the problem is I keep having these ideas for videos that would be great if I was single and didn't have a child. <laughs> you know, like, I'd love to do a, a, a video series of me playing um, Total War, like just from start to finish. Like just pick a pick a faction and just just re- play it through. Yeah, and just record a ton of episodes. Um, but that's just not feasible with um, my current life. So. Uh, yeah, again, game life balance. The the theme of this podcast just keeps rearing its head because it does. We named it that for a reason. Yeah, you, know? uh, you have to you have to always temper your enthusiasm for um, doing lots of fun stuff with the reality of of what you can actually realistically achieve. And uh, but it's also good if you're excited when something you know you'll like or there is a very good chance that you'll like. Like mm. I'm not a big fan of a lot of modern games. They look mm. they fascinate me. And they look cool, but very rarely do I go, yes, I really want to play that game. And when Doom came out, that was the game that I really, really decided I wanted to play because it's just a, Mm. like from the reviews it was getting, it was just like the single player campaign, single player, it's a big tick for me, Mm -hmm. is Doom. It's like, it harkens back to Doom, doesn't take itself seriously. There's demons, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's, and it just hit all of these tick boxes in my brain where I went, yep. It looks good. It feels good. It feels like Doom. This is something I want to play. And I think a big tick for you is that it's... Um, I say this with no, no disrespect, although maybe a little tiny bit of disrespect. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Write it down. So that's like 31. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so I, ha- I couldn't help. I couldn't help but insult you. Yeah. Uh, a tick box for you is that it's actually very simple. The system's... There's nothing particularly complex about this game. Uh, it does have a like leveling up system for your weapons. 
but that's really quite simple and you don't have to put too much thought into yeah, it. Yeah, like I, I, I um, need something that I can play and then leave and then come back and play again. Like if I have to relearn a whole bunch of new systems, that, that really yeah. irks me because I think sometimes games make it more overly complicated and some people really like that. Mm. And sometimes it's like, I'm, like Skyrim for me, and although a lot of people don't find that game particularly complicated, is mm. kind of the upper limit for me when I have to have quick keys and look and talk and all of these other things like that. And I think they simplified it a lot, but like anywhere where you have to go searching through menus every single time mm. to do a whole bunch of stuff, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, you know what I could be doing right now? Playing Super Mario Brothers. Because <laughs> that is a better game. And look, you know, don't you shouldn't you shouldn't feel the need to apologize for your taste. I mean, like there are some games that I play that are literally all menus. Like like in some ways Crusader Kings 2 is is menus the game you know like and I love that game I, I, there's so much I think there's there's a, a lot of really great things that game does that no other game does quite as well but I completely understand that that's not a game for everyone yeah and, and you show that game to someone who's not familiar with that type of game or or um, you know is intimidated by the complexity of all the different numbers and things happening on the screen or even just someone who wants to see something cool and you're going look at the menus look it's 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 not something that's immediately apparent how how good it is um so that's a challenge with that with that kind of game but uh i kind of lost my point which is i suppose part of the idea of these shows that uh yeah look just play the games you enjoy basically yeah i think i yeah i i'm fairly unapologetic to my yeah. to my particular taste and everyone knows that i'm a retro gamer mm. by heart and a lot i think a lot of my retro gaming also comes from a respective history. Like I love learning about where these games come from and how they develop yeah. and the history behind some of this early video game stuff really fascinates me. Maybe that's why Doom appeals as well, because it is very much like a, a, a love letter to uh, the original Doom game. I think it is. Yeah. And yeah. I have nothing against playing more modern games, especially now that I have a gaming PC. I'm, I'm kind of itching to play some stuff, but it's got to be the right kind of stuff for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no point in me, uh, you know, buying the latest Bethesda disaster and saying, oh, well, everyone says this is popular, so I guess I'd better play it. I don't really play things like that. I'll, I'll give mm. it a go first and go, you know what? I really like this. I want to I wanna go whole hog on this. Yeah, you try things out. I think the problem is that with with, um, with gaming is that, uh, you know, you generally have to, you have to throw down money before you find out whether it's good or not. You know, like you can't, yeah. just, you can't just try it out, try before you buy kind of thing. So... You have to rely on reviews and word of mouth and stuff. Um, Which is funny because I got the... Um, so Doom, a demo for Doom was released. The first level of Doom was released for for free for a week only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded that. And before I even had a chance to play it, I got the actual Doom. So I don't even <laughs> need the demo anymore. Yeah. And it was actually my goal this weekend was to play through that first demo of yeah. Doom. I, I played through it um, a couple of days ago, actually. Mm. That, and I, I tell you what, I did enjoy it. And you can hear the tone of voice. I did enjoy it, but, but, but what I found was that I was actually I was surprised I didn't enjoy it more, which is a weird thing. I was like, "This is fun, but it's not super duper fun." And then I was like, "What? what why is the bar set so high for this game?" I think it's just because the reviews were so glowing. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting really, but it's it's just it's a very simple, real, but very fun first-person shooter with demons and shotguns and stuff and blood goes everywhere when you punch them in the head and stuff and like that's probably plenty 
I guess. I think that's all I need. That's all yeah. I I'm looking for in a game. I think it's because I've been playing a lot of these sort of strategy games and, and I think that might have games. something to do with it. I think you would enjoy playing through that game, like if I was there with you or something, and like we were both going, oh, look at that, the demon's head exploded. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I'm not sure whether it's just I got up on the wrong side of the bed that morning or uh, whether I just want more complexity from games these days. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to give it another go and I will get the full version at some stage. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it, I won't say it left me cold, but it just made me think a lot. I was like, well, why, why am I, why am I not like coming out of that, like itching to get it? Maybe you're it actually, maturing as a person and a gamer. Know. I don't know. Oh, God, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not No, I don't true. think that's going to happen. Uh, it, but it just made me think like, you know, why... Why did I come out of that slightly less, like, my, my, the urgency with which I wanted to buy that game went down a notch after playing it? Because I was like, okay, I know what it is now. But maybe, I can wait. was it built up a little bit too much for you by I the think so. time you played it? And then you went, yeah. well, this is everything they say it is, but maybe I'm not feeling what they felt. I just, like, I don't get that, that, you know, that initial wow yeah, I think, that, they, yeah. that they had. I think part of the issue is that the reviewers um, got the game early. And had a lot of anticipation that this game would suck, and were surprised that it didn't suck, and that probably fed into the glowingness of the reaction. Like, oh wow, it's new! It's a new Doom game, and it's actually good. Like, it's like when you go to see a movie, right? And you and you've not seen a trailer, and you're really going in blind, and it's a really good movie. Hmm. Generally, you remember that very fondly, and you and that movie's like high on your list. Like, that was really good. Um, Whereas if you'd seen a trailer and you'd kind of had people talk to you about it and you knew what it was and then you went to see it, you might not react so with such surprise and yeah. such and such delight. Um, so I think that's probably why the 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 Doom demo made me feel not bad or, or down on the game in any way. I really enjoyed it. It was more just like this sense of like, okay, I can wait to buy this. I know what this is now and I, I'll buy it when I'm good and ready rather than like this, this burning desire to buy it that I had beforehand so weirdly that demo i think had the opposite effect of what bethesda wanted <laughs> you know which was not to tease me into buying the game but actually make me kind of like satisfied having experienced it and, and you know will, what it is now and yeah. willing to kind of you know like leave it a bit and wait till i have the money and then i can actually afford it and justify the uh, the cost of of buying it so yeah that's a weird thing but you will love it i'm absolutely yeah, sure i think i think it's, it's right up my alley yeah and to be yeah. fair i haven't been like since we only recorded a week ago i haven't been playing too many games mm-hmm. i um I, I did end up last sunday rather than playing games i was i was sorting a whole bunch of stuff out in the garage just to make the shelves look a bit neater um so i spent a lot of time doing that uh and then, you know, consolidating a whole bunch of stuff and, and like, some of our old props that we used in, in our old videos into, into, like, giant boxes of toys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I actually found my old Ninja Turtles. Like, and oh, they, awesome. all, they all had their weapons as well. Like, did they were, oh, and we're so... It was, like, going, oh, I kind of want to set these up somewhere. Did you play with your Ninja Turtles? I did. <laughs> I did for a bit. Because there was, like, there was something... I had some E3 stuff, and E3 is, like, a month old by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. Uh, stuff on the projector. Uh, in my garage while all this was going on and I was just like watching all of that mm-hmm. while I was like um, fiddling around with uh, you know with the toys and everything like that going hey these guys have got their weapons I was putting the weapons in their hand going huh <laughs> I kind of want to like set these guys up somewhere on a shelf because it would look <laughs> awesome but I don't have any shelf space at the moment yeah so I just they, they went back in the box I found an old Voltron toy awesome um, it very very broken but has all the lions cool 
Um, I, you and I, mm-hmm. and this is the probably the the extent of the gaming that I've done in the past week or so. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, actually, no, I did. I did actually get Nemesis for Game Boy, which yes. is a Gradius game, uh, okay. uh, fairly early in the uh, Game Boy library, nineteen ninety. Mm. Uh, it's a Konami shooter, horizontal shooter. Okay, uh, so it is Gradius basically for the Game Boy, and it I got it for like ten dollars and just. Popped it in there because I didn't have it, mm. and kind of played it and played it and died and died and get frustrated, but I kept playing it because it's a good game. <laughs> Nemesis is a is a good Game Boy game. Cool. It's solid, a solid title, especially in the early days of the um, of the Game Boy life. Mm. And I just uh, I I really like Game Boy games, so I played a couple of other ones. Uh, played a bit of Tetris and stuff like that, and then I just had to put it down because I had other things to do. Yeah. It, was, it was one of those weeks where I had so much to do and I was so busy, but by the end of it, I got so little done. Yeah. I was like switching between tasks and doing things that nothing really ended up getting completed. Like my wife got a cot and the cot is still in the cardboard box in the room. I have not assembled the cot yet. You you probably ought to... Is this the plan for the baby to go into the cot? No, no, no. We have a bassinet oh, for that's the baby. Oh, right, then. Yeah. So it's not right. urgent, but yeah. it's something that I want to do before I get too tired and too cranky. To like, yeah. well, you should really do that. Go, I don't want to do it. So yeah. it's, it's on tomorrow's list of things to do. Good idea. We mm. built the cot um, when Ruby was like, you know, two or three months old. Mm. By which time, you know, there's a baby that has to be held by one of you. So you, you don't have that helping hand. Well, makes... I don't I don't think my wife is going to help me build no. this cot anyway no. in her current uh, condition. She's great with child disposition. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just love that expression. And um, heavy yeah, with child. Would, would, not be, uh, would not be of much help. Um, Capable though she is. Very uh, capable, yeah. She would not be of much help to you at this current So, state. other than that, uh, you and I played Worms. Yes, we did. And we had a lot of fun doing that. It was one of those games that <laughs> I had had enough to drink where Rob stood a pretty good chance for once. Because <laughs> usually I just... You're gonna bl- oh, you're going to blame it on the alcohol? Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but there were there were points in that game where I wanted you to win. Like, yeah. I was just going, yeah, I, I want Rob to feel good about himself, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> nice. So you pitied... Oh. It wasn't. Pity. I beat you fair and square. Do you, do you want to? Do you want to have a rematch? <laughs> yes. Let's, let's okay. Stop yeah. the recording now and play Worms. Damn it! I kind of want to do that. You know, I, but but we ended up having like it was one more game, one yeah. more game, one more game. Oh, Rob, mm. you got to be home in like five minutes. Yeah. Okay, one more game. We'll make it a really quick game. I was late home that day because of Worms. <laughs> and then when Rob left, yeah. I was like, "Hey, Maria, <laughs> you remember Worms? Because uh, she gosh. and I used to play as well. So we played yeah. a couple of games like that into like uh, you know for a couple of hours. God. I just. Worms Armageddon, like World Part Worms Two, World Party, and Armageddon are the great games. But Armageddon is the best of those games mm. because of the super weapons. Yeah, and it's it's still it keeps it's the formula is so pure in that one. They haven't complicated it. Yeah, there's no DLC. There's like nothing for you to add on. You don't need to pay. You know, oh, pay fifty cents and get another super sheep or something. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what they're doing now. And there was that weird version of Worms relatively recently that was like in 3D, which just kind of ruined the whole thing. They've tried um, doing that in ages. I think they peaked with Armageddon. Armageddon was like the definitive yes. version for me. Yes. If you can, if you only own one copy of Worms, make it Worms colon Armageddon. Is it colon or is it not? No, I think it's just Worms, it's Armageddon. Worms Armageddon. Yeah. I don't, I think, colon free. Yeah, it's colon, <laughs> colon free since nineteen ninety three. Is it? No, no, ninety no. nine, two thousand. Oh, it's around know. then. Around ninety. Anyway. So I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Worms is something that I feel like we ought to just we ought to just set aside a day and just get it out of our system and just play in so much Worms that we're just like okay done that we've wor- we have worm we're wormed out we've we've 
We've been wormed. <laughs> oh no. And now it's time to move on. We we need it. We take we took our worm pills. <laughs> so uh, so the other thing is that we got a new television, which is which is really good. It's not a smart TV, but it is like forty inches. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. It's like a Samsung one we got secondhand, but really good condition. Sweet. Uh, and it's got a little USB slot in there, so that's how I've been watching everything in bed. It's mm-hmm. big enough on the wall that I can watch it. It's forty inches, so I can watch it without my glasses. Excellent. The old TV, um, which was like twenty inches, like tiny, tiny, tiny TV, uh, I put next to my monitor uh, where my new computer is. Mm-hmm. Why would I do such a thing? It's, I don't need to use it as a monitor, and it's kind of crappy as a television. Mm-hmm. Well, because mm-hmm. my plan is to hook up the um, the Retro Freak. Ah. With the uh, Elgato Capture to the new computer, which has fast internet I and uh, and really good uh, capabilities to process and stream, mm-hmm. and I can uh, hopefully Twitch stream or YouTube stream some uh, some retro games at one Sweet. point. Sweet, that would be cool. Or even you and I can record something which is much better quality than what we usually do. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Okay, that would be good. Anything? I, I don't think we can go lower quality than we are. No, <laughs> so I mean... Like, it's only uh, up from here. <laughs> I jerry-rigged our current system. It's not... The, the yeah. current technology we use for that is not what it's meant to be used for, but I jerry-rigged it so it is used for It that. works. It works. And it, I got it working pretty well. Mm. Uh, it's about a, a gig a minute, though, I mm. think, in the end, when you record that and then yeah getting it down is 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 somewhat tricky Mm. so that's not something i'm going to be doing soon but it will be something i will be doing in the not too distant future hopefully because i want to fiddle around with that a little bit more and and do some retro stuff um because i've got some pretty awesome games and the retro freak does pc engine games as well so nice so that's a pc engine on pc engine i want to play bc get bc bc no 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 it's it's no, it's it. Oh, now, now you've confused me. <laughs> oh, I didn't wait. PC engine, yeah, PC engine, bonk. Okay, we want to play some bonk. <laughs> Freaking bonk. Um, yes. So we'll stream bonk at some point. So that's yeah. So uh, you know, I'm still getting all of my technology consolidated, and where the the uh, my new PC gaming computer is now, I don't think it can stay there. Yeah. Unfortunately, you'll have to relocate to the garage, which is a bit of a problem. But, look, at uh, least it'll never overheat because it'll be nice and cold in there, except for in summer. Yeah, except when, when they will set on fire. Yeah, yeah. it's incredibly yeah. hot there in summer. But you got a while to wait for that. So, with that, I think uh, we'll take a break. Yeah, sounds good. So it's funny that uh, how if you drink at the moment, you die. Because antibiotics mm. can basically turn into a neurotoxin sometimes. Yeah. If mixed, if the wrong antibiotics are mixed with alcohol, it can go very bad very, very quickly. Yes. Which you is, mentioned that earlier. Yes. It, it's kind of funny because if I stop drinking, I die. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of me. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a pain. I mean, the the the, the thing is that the um the original antibiotics that the dentist gave me um which I mentioned last last episode, I believe, um, were drink friendly. Like they didn't, he didn't say anything about alcohol. He, I, he's basically those those would have been fine with alcohol. But I had to go back to the dentist again um, on the the weekend, uh, the preceding weekend. Uh, so this is this is dental update corner. Yeah, that's right. Dental update. We are in a corner, and it's dental update corner. Dental update. No, we should just have a sound of a drill. Yeah, okay, that'll do. So I went back to the dentist because I was like, uh, it's been a few days now since you last. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, open up. Ah, did it, get that away from me. <laughs> he actually did lunge at me with a with a Dremel. I'm not really happy uh, about that. I'm pretty happy um, about it. I, I like how that turned out. I wasn't actually going to hit you. <laughs> sure. Okay, it was very. Peri- it was actually really close to my eye, which I didn't like. Um, so yeah, I went back to the dentist uh, because it had been a few days, about three or four days, and the pain uh, in my tooth had actually got much worse. And I was like, should this be less painful now? You know, like, is there something wrong? And he's like, no, no, it's it's, it's like he was so blasé about it. He's like, oh yeah, it'll hurt for a while. <laughs> like he's just so like, I'm in agony, like to the point where I I couldn't sleep. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I'm a dentist. I see this all the time. So he just had a chat with me, like t- took an X-ray. I think more just to make me feel better than anything else. Mm-hmm. And then um, basically gave me another script for more antibiotics because you know he's like, well if 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 it's not if the pain hasn't gone down yet. It's probably just because it's still it's still quite infected, and you'll just need to keep going with the antibiotics. So he gave me another script for this different kind of antibiotics, which is the the no alcohol type of antibiotics. Um, apart from that, I've been taking a whole lot of pills, like a cocktail of different painkillers, which has allowed me to get through the week. Were um, any of them really really strong? Or? I did take some of the ones like the the what the codeine and paracetamol oh, combos. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. The ones you have to give your driver's license to the chemist to get. Uh, so yeah, taking those. I kind of been. I take those, then a couple hours later, take some ibuprofen, and then back onto the paracetamol and codeine, and just sort of basically taking both of those. And Jonathan Martin will probably, you know, let me know, Jonathan, if this is a terrible idea for for my liver. But I don't, Jonathan, actually, Jonathan, oh, Uncle Stabo. Yes, yes, jo- yes. If you love drug mule, I love how you don't know who he is until I say Uncle Stabo because he never reacts <laughs> to it. That's the thing. Like we've been calling him Uncle yeah. Stabo since the start. I mean, we've been doing it to bait him. Yeah. But he never he never takes the bait. He's never acknowledged that that awesome nickname. He's <laughs> never awesome kn- awesome nickname. Yes. And we we've been calling him like a drug mule and and and, and drug peddler, and he never reacts. So either like he's just there. There are two things here. Either yeah. one, he's above all of this, and yeah. he just thinks, oh, it's just those guys being funny. Well, number two, and this is far more likely. He doesn't listen to us. Yeah. He doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah. And the only way this can end is either with him being offended or us just giving up. <laughs> I'm you never going to give up. Yeah, well then I guess look forward to being offended. John. <laughs> we'll have to branch out. We'll just, you know, like insult him. And every diff- every episode we yeah. need to add like, so at the moment he's like, he's an he's Uncle Stabo uh, drug peddling dr- drug mule. He's a drug, I like how you're saying he's a drug, he's a drug dealer. Drug but dealer. also a drug mule. Like he's, he's doing, he's DIYing it basically. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm just reaching for whatever I can. So we need to add like a new insult every episode. I think we should also branch out to different kinds of social if media. Asks, so if he comes to us and asks us respect, respectfully to stop, mm. to say, "Hey guys, stop it. Yeah. We'll stop." Yeah. Except for the Uncle Stabo bit, I'm never stopping that. <laughs> but I, I think we should. Our campaign should should be wider than just on the podcast. So I think we should start harassing him on Twitter. 
I also think we should try and find his uh, personal Facebook and, and harass him there, <laughs> as well as oh, um, love that. send him letters and also threatening phone calls. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I'm really onto the threatening phone calls. Yep. I'll just, like, breathe <laughs> in deeper now. I love your druggy mule. Is this Andrew? <laughs> ah, hang up the phone. He'll know it's us. He'll know it's us straight away. Druggy mule. That just sounds like... Okay. It sounds like an 8-bit game that like didn't get made for obvious reasons. Oh, it probably is a it probably is a game on the Atari <coughs> druggy. Oh no, you know what it really sounds like like Flappy Bird or something. <laughs> druggy Mule. Druggy Mule. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that, there's our next fortune, Rob. Yeah. So, do you have an ETA for when you when when your naughty teeth are getting better? Uh, look, you know the the tooth actually stopped hurting for the most part yesterday. So yesterday was the first day I had where I was like, you know what, this is actually not so bad. So I, I didn't really take too much painkillers yesterday. I've been having. Another issue, which is um, I've got a sore throat now, so I've been having Lemsip, which has paracetamol in it. Um, it's more Lemsip is actually kind of a placebo. I don't know whether people in the states have Lemsip. I know for a fact that people in the UK have it. So I'm just going to talk about Lemsip as if you know what it is. Um, it's a lemon drink that you mix with hot water. It's basically like just sugar and and yellow <laughs> with um, with paracetamol in it, and uh, it makes you feel. A little better when you're uh, when you've got a sore throat or mm. cough or something. Um, so I've been drinking a lot of that, and taking taking sort of you know like throat lozenges. Throat lozenges. That's a hard word to say on a podcast. Lozenges. Lozenges. Um, yeah. Throat you, lozenges. Stop saying it. Lozenges. Like or lozenges. Or lozenges. Stop. Stop saying it like it's so easy <laughs> to say. Damn it. Basugasu bakahatsu. I love that I'm not drinking and I'm actually like finding it harder to speak. <laughs> God. That's because whenever we do this, you're always drunk. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Well, not I wouldn't say drunk. I'd say like tiddly. Y- yeah, I think I think we're nicely toasted. I don't. We I do don't think the world we, is we ready for get... me when I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't think the you world know, is ready. Okay, I do have a story about you when you're really drunk. <laughs> oh god! Uh, and this was during one of my birthdays uh, when my dad was over, uh, and I, we had like a birthday at uh, like a birthday dinner mm-hmm. at my old house in Belconnen, like my old flat. And I think this was like the first time that uh, it was fairly early on in your relationship with Meg. Your yeah, wife. I don't think I think I, did I leave Meg at home? Well, no, she came with me. She though. came with us. Yeah, that's uh, right. she came, and yeah. my dad was there. And you got really drunk because you bought me nice whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the night, you were talking about how if uh, Western Australia, the state of of you know Australia in the West, yes, the Western, Western half of Australia, Australia yeah. basically, if yeah. they secede, we should invade them and. <laughs> subjugate them and make them our slaves and you're like really you're laughing while you're doing this but you're totally serious about it i don't think i think i think the slaves part you may have i may have embellished that slightly yeah but there was something there where you wanted to go in and invade them if they seceded i I stand by that (laughs) but you you were so angry about it (laughs) i I had fire in my belly look it's an issue i feel passionately about (laughs) you don't feel strongly about being an australian but if if, if a part of Australia secedes, then, oh, we've got to go get them. We've got to invade them, take over. Mm-hmm. I think what I was trying... Make to... them worship our gods, which I suppose is, is, is me. I think it's Baal Hamon, actually. But, um, I think that's what we worship here. That's a state religion, isn't it? Uh, so... Is, is that like is that like uh, another word for Sonic the Hedgehog? Um, no. <laughs> well, there, there are some similarities between Baal Hamon and, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh-huh. Like, for example... Um, Sonic also uh, sacrifices children over an open flame. You, you That's Marduk. You may isn't not. It? Isn't that what Marduk does? A lot. Of, a, a lot of these uh, sort of Near Eastern gods enjoyed a bit of baby fire. Um, <laughs> Curse just, you, Marduk! It's it's it just tickled their fancy. I don't know. 
Well, to each their own, I say. I'm not going to judge your religion, so if you are a worshipper of Marduk or Baal Hamon or any of the other Near Eastern... Oh, Baal! Yeah. Okay, all right, that yeah. Baal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, Baal. Yeah, no, Baal. Yeah, no, he was... Uh, okay, I, I, I'm completely with you as to who you're talking about. Wait, so he was also... He was a ghoul on Stargate as well. Oh, and okay. uh, he basically yeah. wanted to invade Earth because he really loved pornography and whiskey. <laughs> That sounds like your kind of god, right? Well, here's the thing, like, he, he was like a power-hungry gold like the rest of them, but after he spent a bit of time on Earth, he was going, hey, these guys aren't so bad. I yeah. like their idea of freedom in uh, in pornography and uh, whiskey. <laughs> this is... if, if we can invade them, but they keep producing these things, that might not be such a bad idea. <laughs> so turn the world into... Basically, just like a uh, like a sweatshop where we make pornography and, and it's not too far. That's off, already that's already that's, what we do. We're like we're only a few steps away from that now. So, yes, yeah, so but actually, you know, here I'm going to bore everyone. But Baal is actually just um, it just means Lord in um, like a Semitic language. So a lot of gods, a lot of gods in in the Near East uh, were called Baal, um, and even like you know like the uh epithet for like the christian god or the biblical god lord is, is it's very similar in the sense that it's it's that same kind of honorific like, uh, okay. like yeah so cool. there are a lot of different gods that were called baal because it was kind of like the honorific before their actual name um which was usually followed so there you go a little bit of a a little bit of prehistory uh yeah yeah there you go a little talk here on that's right Life it's your prehistory minutes <laughs> I, I i forgot what we were doing for a minute oh, i always called us bit seizure yeah, you almost did. And which case, at which point I'd have to decapitate you. And... <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna sacrifice my child to Marduk or Baal? Yes. How did you know? Oh, wait, just <laughs> Ixnay on the sacrificing your child to Baal, nay. <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise for him, boy. Is he gonna love it? It's his birthday coming up soon. I don't want to spoil the surprise. <laughs> so in Instagram, oh, look on your face. <laughs> So the great thing about uh, the Baal in Stargate is he's played by this great actor uh, who's from South Africa. So he's got a bit of a South African twinge, mm-hmm. but he was also like, uh, like kind of, he uh, was like Mister South Africa. Like he won like some beauty pageant or like some bodybuilding thing or something wow, like this. Okay. So he's got this natural kind of levity and arrogance to him. Mm-hmm. Like whenever he's in a scene, yeah. And he and it, he just plays so well off the other characters. He became like after Apophis died in the original series, Baal became. Kind of a fan favorite, I think okay. it's fair to say. Cool. Um, I was going to mention that uh, I wanted to thank. I, I mean, thanking so many people. You're very it's, thankful it's, today. I am very thankful. I so uh, so one of the things that was gifted to me by Eric, and we mentioned this last time, was um, the Star Wars pack, which is a whole bunch of uh, retro Star Wars PC games. Yeah. Uh, all, all to do. I think it was like the Jedi Star Wars pack or something. And the only two games that didn't work were my favorite Star Wars games, which was Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight, mm-hmm. and the uh, the uh, I want to. It was basically the add-on pack. We'd call it DLC now. This is what we called an add-on back then, mm. which kind of continued the story where you play as Mario Jade. Neither of those worked, and they were the ones that I really wanted to play. Mm. And a lot of other people on Steam are obviously having this trouble. Did you check the, check the forums or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, God, so confusing. I don't... Yeah. So I am only a very recent PC gamer. I do not know a lot about PCs and how to get them to do anything other than double-clicking <laughs> on things. Yeah, if you double-click on the, on the, on the shortcut and it doesn't work, then, then you have I to go to, like, burned. forums. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, and and so Eric actually spent about half an hour to an hour, like just like trying things, exiting back out, trying new things, installing this, you know, getting my credit card details, getting out again. And I, <laughs> that last part was hopefully like, 
Uh, but he eventually got it to work, and it was it was like a, a hodgepodge fix of all these different other things that he did. But we we eventually actually got the damn thing to work. Fantastic! It doesn't work perfectly. I'm going to say. Uh, because it's never been optimized. It's just like a whole bunch of like patches and downloads that are working in conjunction to get the thing work properly. But mm. um, like everything moves the way it should. Um, but when you move, your your gun, which points out the front, is meant to sway from side to side. Yeah. But the computer interprets this as a fast thing. So when, when you go forward, you just, it just vibrates back and forth like really quickly. <laughs> so it looks quite uh... funny. But it's in a working condition now, and I'm very tempted to give it give it a bit of a play because I loved that game mm. um, and that was like the first game where you could choose light side or dark side and the cutscenes yeah. were actually different depending on which one you chose okay. and it was so hard for me to choose light side like I mm. really I know I could never do it I always ended up in <laughs> dark side who doesn't want to just force choke people and stuff like that's, that's exactly just, right. you know what I mean like how could you pass up force choke I think you know? like light side was the easy way out though I think because you got like Force healing abilities and that like mm. like cheating really. Mm. Uh, so I do want to give that a bit more of a playthrough, maybe even a featured game at some point down yeah. the line. I'd be because, I'd be down for that. Yeah, because I, I really like that game. Uh, it did a lot more than what Dark Forces did mm. because you had a lightsaber, force powers. It has cutscenes, and my friend and fan of the show, uh, Andrew Lynch, mm-hmm. loves that game but also hates it because the 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 cutscene acting is not great let's say <laughs> it's pretty hammy it is ham wait, wait, wait. ham wait, ham hold on hold on mm. you're saying that a cutscene in a video game could be hammy i am saying i have that... yet i have yet to see such a thing sir let me take you back to the 90s my <laughs> good man there's been... so so uh, many things God. um private yeah. here too wing commander oh yeah like <laughs> command and conquer oh <laughs> Yeah. Hitler, yes, bang. <laughs> I think I think Command and Conquer is so bad that it's actually kind of good. Though. Yeah, that circles yeah. around like yeah. this. See, the the guy, the main guy, Kyle Katan, the actor who plays him, looks a lot like uh, a guy in Australia who used to host a garden show called Don Burke. <laughs> okay, so like, he's got the yeah. beard and everything, yeah. and kind of got that look about him, <laughs> that green thumb look. So now it's it's we just make Don Burke jokes the, oh, the whole time. Now I'm just trying to think of like a. Burke's Backyard theme song version but replacing the lyrics with Star Wars references but I'm just not that clever so I'm not going to try I'm um, not going to so, try yeah so thank you to Eric for that yeah I've also been watching uh, Avatar The Last Airbender okay so I have a it's it's an older cartoon series now and I have an interest in children's television especially more like you know not so much the early early preschool stuff but um, kind of the latest stuff like uh pre-adolescent adolescent cartoons and stuff like that mm-hmm. like mysterious cities of gold uh, and uh, this seemed to be in the same vein as as those sorts of shows okay yeah uh, and you know of course i'm a big fan of uh, of live action girl from tomorrow and spellbinder sorts of things round the twist mm-hmm. rob have you ever have you ever felt like this <laughs> do you want to know something <laughs> yeah and you're gonna hate me for this yeah but i saw that round the twist was on netflix the other day. Ooh. And so I said to my wife, Oh, Round the Twist, I'm going to put this on because I remember loving this show mm-hmm. and I want to take you back to my childhood. So we put on the first episode of Round the Twist. Yep. Um, we're in, if you recall correctly, oh, uh, they're, so... they're in the car yep. and they're all singing. Yep. And about 10 seconds later, I turned it off and I'm not coming back. <laughs> um, you see, that, that's a joke because about yeah. 10 seconds later, Bronson farts really... Oh no, I think I got to the okay. fart. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just, I think it was a combination of like the, 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 
the way the video looks, like it's it's very much like it's it's noticeably poor quality. It's not taken um, from a pristine negative. It's actually uh, just like an old yeah. VCR copy they had lying and around. And the haircuts and the fashion and everything. And I was just like, ah, this is more nostalgia than I can handle. And I just turned it off because it was just it was just it was kind of embarrassing. Well, uh, to see, me, yeah, I just yeah. was like, I was like, oh, I can't show my wife for this. I can't say that I like this because it's t- <laughs> like. See, you know, unlike you, I did yeah. have the guts to show my wife because yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, Round the Twist, children's television show that I think first appeared in eighty nine or ninety, and it was it was shown in the UK. It was UK people love this show. Yeah, my wife's just too young to yeah. really have experienced it. Uh, it's uh, it's it's very cleverly written, and it has like it yeah. has individual episodes with an overarching and narrative. I, as I still well. remember some of them, mm. very, like the the Scarecrow one, the Scarecrow one freaked my yeah. wife the f out yeah yeah and this scary. is this is like as a 25 year old woman like she watched because that's so freaky because the scarecrow comes to life and chases them around and that episode's called know-it-all and like it there is a lot of things about this series which it is nostalgia but it is there are elements of it that are really well written mm. and i think that is a great episode look i think i remember a lot of it really fondly and i remember enjoying it a lot so I, i'm not i'm not saying that it wasn't good Mm. I'm just saying that it's really hard to go back. Yeah, sometimes it is. I had since uh, I have an interest in that, it's less difficult yeah, for me. Yeah, I think I think you have to be quite a passionate fan or, or someone who's who enjoys it on that level of like historic like his, yeah. history and sort of like oh this was important because it it like it was a land a land it was like a water watershed moment. Yeah. You know? In uh, in Australian kids TV and uh, such a it was something we really needed at that point. Yeah, uh, and I think because it was in like exported from Australia so much, like it um it is something that people still remember. Look, I'd much rather watch an episode of Round Twist than Ship to Shore. <laughs> Any day of the week. Oh, Any ship to shore. Everything was terrible about that show <laughs> except the theme. The th- yes, the theme was good. That was great, actually. Yes, like, the, the, remember the the closing because normally what I would catch from ship to shore was the last two minutes and then the credits. Yeah, and they would play the music. And the music's and I, good. I remember that quite fondly, actually. Yeah, I think that came on before like something I actually wanted to watch. Um, but it was basically about a bunch of kids on an island, like with a, one really inept security guard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And apparently, no adult it was supervision. Like, it was like imagine if Hogan's Heroes didn't have Colonel Clink, and it was just Sergeant <laughs> Schultz trying his best to like hold it down. <laughs> In the POW camp. And they did an interview with the guy who played the security guard. Mm. And apparently he's really eager to do like a movie or another series. <laughs> this guy, you've done nothing since. I love, I love that he's just like, he's got like a 90 page like script. He's just like trying to feel, <laughs> trying to field it around, you know, like get some interest. Oh man. So the, if, if you want to see like the, the episode that you're talking about around the twist was <laughs> the... Is that a Skeleton on the Dunny? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Skeleton on the Dunny is the most Australian <laughs> episode opener you could possibly have. Uh, the Dunny. Uh, which means toilet. <laughs> Yes. So I watched Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, animated for or by Nickelodeon. I'm, mm-hmm. guess, I'm guessing they farmed it out somewhere. It's got kind of a, an anime look about it to a certain extent. It's it, not anime. Is it one of those sort of like collab things? I'm not sure. I don't know enough about the history about it and I should look into it. But a lot mm. of people have suggested this to me as... So what I like is intelligent uh, children's television. Yeah. So once again in the vein of Mysterious Cities of Gold. Something that gives the kids a bit of credit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you know they don't treat you like an idiot. You can you can grasp the fact that there is an overarching story and stuff happens from episode to episode. Mm. It doesn't just reset all the time. Yeah, and I watched the first se- series of that with my wife. Mm-hmm. I think the I think there's three series, and I uh, I just thought I'd mention it because I don't usually get I don't get the chance to talk about a lot of stuff where I get in on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. So I found it. Um, 
I found it interesting. There's uh, the animation was good. The the plot and voice acting is is quite good. It's very coherent. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the relationships between the characters does develop over time. A lot of the time, it really made me just want to go back and watch Mysterious Cities of Gold because it was in that <laughs> vein. Because oh, this reminds me so much of. You know, you they, they you know it's three kids and a really unreliable flying machine or flying animal in in this case, and uh, I it uh, I really did appreciate it for what it was though. Mm. I, I I did like the character interaction, especially as it as it went on, mm. and I liked the enemies. I think that the people who are chasing them have the most uh, kind of character development and kind of more mythos behind them. Right. So I am enjoying watching that series, uh, and I don't think I like it probably as much as some people thought I would. Okay. But I definitely want to keep watching it to the end of like season three, which I think is the first the first group of of uh, stories behind Avatar. Okay. So I'm going to keep watching that. Uh, cool. I just thought I'd mention that because yeah. people have been uh, saying, "Have you have you seen that? Have you seen that?" So I've been watching it, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving it my my thumbs up approval so Interesting. far. We don't often mm. talk about. TV shows and stuff. No, we don't. That's why I thought I'd, I'd bring it up on streaming. Yeah, nonsense. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, maybe we should do that a bit more. I don't know. Uh, well, if... you, you have. We both have Netflix now, so we can totally yep. like watch a whole bunch of stuff yeah. and like report back. Yeah, yeah. We watch. Me and my wife watch watch a whole bunch of different things. Um, yeah. Started w- working my way through um, Game of Thrones, playing catch up on Game of Thrones. Finally, which I went back to, and I'm like, yeah, I remember why I like this. You know, it's still quite mm. good. I mean, it does. It it does have that. That aspect, which I don't like about Game of Thrones, which is this... I, th- I feel like almost like the writers of the show are insecure and worried that if they don't show a pair of tits every so often that you'll lose interest. <laughs> you'll just be like, you'll just turn it off, you know? Because, I mean, some of the scenes... Some of the sex scenes seem quite justified and, part, and you know, plot relevant or tell you something about a character, mm. you know, kind of inform you. But some of them just seem gratuitous. And I don't want to sound like a prude, but it just... It's not that I find it offensive, it's more... I find that it, I don't find boobs offensive. What I find offensive is this notion that I'm so dumb and such a dumb guy, like a dumb male, that if I don't see boobies, I'll be like, <laughs> "Where's the boobies? I don't have the boobies." And to I'm be like, fair, there is probably a subset of the Game of Thrones audience who, yeah, who would be like, who, "Yeah, where's my boobs? I haven't seen boobs in two minutes." Yes, yeah, right. I, I think I, I feel s- my heart failing. Gotta stop watching. They're like, "It's been twenty minutes since the last pair of tits. I'm turning this off forever." Um, you're right. Yeah. Hey, complaint. So the HBO. I mean, that's probably my last, uh, my my only real complaint about the series. Everything else about it, I, I think, is fantastic. I what really... I really like, what I really like about it is that that you never know whether um a character is is going to make it or not. Like most TV shows and 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 movies, you feel secure in the knowledge that, like for example, you're watching a Batman movie. It's very unlikely that Batman's going to die thirty minutes <laughs> into the movie. You know. Yeah. So whenever he's in peril, you just kind of think, oh, he'll. He'll be alright. You know, like you're not really that worried. But because there are so many characters in Game of Thrones, and none of them is particularly prominent. They're all they're all there's so many heroes and so many people uh, and because the show has a history of killing off major characters, um, I like that feeling of insecurity where you're never quite sure whether they're gonna make it. And mm. every time that a fight happens or, you know, there's a, a threat develops, uh, you're never quite sure whether they'll they'll make it through, which I think keeps Keeps you interested. Keeps you um, on your toes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand that you, you've you've kind of uh, lost interest in, in in the show. Yeah, see, uh, Game of Thrones is something that I really respect. I mm. I'm so happy that like everyone says television is dead. Well, this is on television, and you know, to be fair, it's like 
Australians especially pirate the hell yes. out of that and we're terrible people it for is it. television you have to pay to get yeah <laughs> and that's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing like yeah. they might not be able to do that on yeah, well they probably couldn't do that on free to wear but it um, I really respect it I'm so glad it's out there I'm glad that the creator has a say in the way these things go mm. like they, they didn't just steal the concept and go ah oh, it's ours to do whatever we want with now you know he's you know, as far as I know, he still has a say in the way th- everything I think, happens. I think that's right. I, I mm. must admit, my my um, George R. R. Martin. I haven't. I don't do a lot of background reading, mm. or I'm not. I'm not interested in the show to the extent of like wanting to know intimate, you know, information about how it's made and that sort of thing. But I, I'm aware of the books and that and that he is in some way involved in the TV mm. show, like to some extent. Um, I but, think my problem with it is, and this is just a personal problem, mm. is that. The narrative gets so intertwined and complicated and I, I do have characters and I do like the stories and everything like that. Mm. But the wait time, you know, you've got like 12 or 13 episodes per season and you've got to wait a year. And um, mm. I think after about season three, I just kind of dropped off. And then I thought, oh, well, I don't want to pirate the show because believe it or not, I'm not, a you know, like I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just, I don't judge. I don't judge. Um, he's just kind of like a surface level miscreant, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, I just... <laughs> By the time this stuff comes to DVD or you get a legitimate copy through various means or whatever, mm. you know, it, you kind of know all the important plot points and mm. it's kind of when you, I need to be in the right mood to watch something like that. Yeah. Because after a while, I just didn't, uh, you know, it was just like, oh, it's just, it's just so dark with brief moments of levity and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I just, will say it does leave I... me often feeling quite, quite mm. um, in the downy dumps. And that's not a bad <laughs> thing. It's just not yeah. something that I want often in my life. Yeah. You know, like I do other things in my life. I barely have enough time for the hobbies that I have. Yes. You know, watching this and having it change my mood mm. so dramatically for the rest of the night when I want to accomplish other things rather than sit down and, and think about writing a 200 word essay on the... On what happened. Yeah. It's not really my thing. And if you want to do that, more power too. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Look, I find... I, I had the same thing with uh, The Wire. I, my, probably my favourite TV show of all time. I'll go to bat for The Wire. I think that's a, possibly one of the best TV shows ever made. And um, it, it does the same thing to you, though. It, it, it leaves you feeling a little unsettled and, and sort of, you know, like upset a bit but in in a good way like you know it makes you you want to keep watching it mm. but it's just that the things that happen and the um the uh the overall vibe of 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 the show is uh it's quite stark and, and i think it's great that television yeah. can do that to you like yeah. i really i i like the fact that it it doesn't have to make you happy you don't have to get a satisfied ending bad things happen to good people that's the way life works. Yeah. And I think that is great that television can do that. It's not like the 70s where everyone hugs at the end. Yes. It's the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Well, I, I, a valuable and lesson. to be fair, I hate those shows as well. Like, yeah. I don't like, you know, that unrealistic, oh, everything's resolved within half an hour. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't necessarily want to feel like that for an hour no. every week and, then, and, and, you know, for the rest of the night after that because I just have other things to do. Yeah. And, you know, I want to be creative in my own right. And sometimes that means getting in the right mood to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it's something you probably want to be in the right mood for. Like, it's, mm. it's part of the reason why, I, and people are going to hate me for this as well, it's part of the reason why I never really got too into Breaking Bad. Because although I understand it to be one of the best TV shows of recent years and mm. very well written, very well acted, um, you know, just generally good TV, I found that show, like, to be the most acute version of, of what we're talking about, this phenomenon where, where a show leaves you feeling quite, you know, quite sad and down and, 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 and gives you a, a sort of a bleak outlook uh, 
Breaking Bad gave me the bleakest feeling and mm. the, the most. It, it was the show that left me feeling the most unsettled. So I didn't stick with it because I just, especially I was going through some stuff at that time in my life, and it just wasn't what I needed. Yeah, and sometimes Um, like that—that's the—that's the the point of this television show. It makes you think, it makes you feel, mm. and that for television is a really powerful thing. But if you are do not want that in your life at that time, you shouldn't be judged for not watching it. Oh, you just because it makes you feel a little bit bad, you shouldn't watch it. No, No. you know if it has that kind of powerful, and you know it's not real. You know it's writers. You know it's actors, and that it's phenomenal writing and it's phenomenal acting. But you know it's not real. But that doesn't stop it from having some sort of effect on you. And it's the same with books. Yeah, and you know, say for example, you've gone through some sort of traumatic experience. You won't want to see a show that delves deeply into that exact traumatic experience. You'll just stay away from it. Mm. And I think you can extrapolate that to just generally why should you feel the need to experience something that that deeply upsets you, or not even deeply, but just leaves you that, that just leaves you upset or or not happy. You know. So so don't. I don't. I'm a big believer in enjoy the media that you enjoy and don't judge people. For enjoying things that you don't enjoy. I think so. And Um, I think the people who do judge people and say, oh, if you don't watch this, you're awful. It's because those people live their lives inside their television shows and inside their televisions. Whereas you and I, like, we gain life balance. We barely have enough time to do what we do. We have to use our our spare time very selectively for what we want to do. And sometimes we just want to sit there watching something overly familiar like The Simpsons, which we've seen a gazillion Mm. times that will make us giggle or laugh and just turn off our brains for a little while yeah yeah like you know recently my wife and i went back and watched like the thin blue line that rowan atkinson oh yeah yeah, yeah. um uh sitcom sort of thing from the um the 90s, the 90s yeah uh, written by um uh oh god is it ben elton yeah but it's ben elton. sorry thank you for filling in there my brain just fell out of my ear <laughs> ben elton did, so you know it's it's got a similar writing style to black out i didn't didn't really catch on as much but yeah uh, I, i've seen the entire series yeah. and i remember liking it but not loving yeah, it it's, it's very, very much, middle in the it's road it's a lukewarm kind of thing yeah. but it was like a cozy blanket and we mm. just sat and watched we watched through that on youtube and enjoyed that and like sometimes what you need is something that just leaves you feeling sort of warm fuzzy feels you know mm. and so yes basically you just do what do what you enjoy and don't let yeah, people consume what you want to consume give things a chance yeah. like i i gave yeah. breaking bad a chance i watched the first season of that yeah yeah appreciated it for what it was but couldn't really go any further yeah because sometimes i do get sucked into things like i will give my all my time and attention and that happens a lot less now because you know my attention is very i'm aware of that and my attention is so spread that i yeah acutely do not want to get really heavily dragged into things yeah it's one of those issues with being middle-aged sort of and having and having um a lot of stuff going on in your life Mm. is that you have to really pick and choose what you want to get into like and and i had this problem quite badly because i have so many different interests like i barely have time to keep up my latin my hebrew and play video games and hang out with my wife and be a father and go to work and you know if something if someone comes up and says hey this is cool new thing that you can do i'd be like no go away stop i, I don't, don't want to me i want to stick my fingers in my ears and hum loudly mm. because you know it might be really fun and i might be missing out but I've, my life's already kind of full, <laughs> you know. There's no room for anything else. Yeah, we're so. we're kind of busy people. Yeah, so uh, that's that's a problem. So speaking of which, one of the reasons I was busy and not able to play games is last night I actually went to a museum. Ooh. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> the the I think it's actually museum. Oh, museum. Yeah, yeah, yes. museum. Like a mausoleum. <laughs> yes, exactly like a mausoleum. So, well, actually, this. <laughs> 
So I went to the the National Museum of Australia, uh-uh. which is museum, uh-uh. which is also known as the National Eyesore, because that building is so damn ugly. <laughs> it is. It is an ugly, ugly building, and it it's looks... where I think it's pre- you were probably born there as well. Actually, <laughs> well, I was born in the museum. Museum. You, we were born in this on the site where the museum now stands. It was the Royal Canberra Hospital, yes. which they they blew up. Those yeah. maniacs. Yeah. No. Okay. Here's the thing. They blew it up. It was meant to be an implosion, and it was an explosion, and it actually killed someone. Yes. It was a, a, actually quite a big tragedy. For it's Canberra. no laughing matter. No. Actually. Uh, and so they put this national eyesore in its place, and like it's the exhibits inside. Mm. The collection is fantastic and interesting and. Mm. All of these things that you want for about Australian history, except mm. that it's in no order. Yes. It is just higgledy-piggledy throughout the entire thing. Oh, let's put this here. Let's put this old truck here next to some ancient uh, Aboriginal artifacts over here. Yeah. It's like, this makes no sense. There is no discernible timeline. Yeah. It's very much... It, it almost seems like sort of like a postmodern museum mm. in a sense of like... We don't need to like stick to you know traditional museums. Well, that's what sense. they said. That's what they said when they were doing it. They said, "Oh, you know, we're going to try something new." And it's like, "No, you moved it all in there. They couldn't be bothered moving it around." Uh, you know, tr- you know, in the old days, you know, your granddad's museum actually taught you something. Yeah, no, you come out of this museum knowing less about Australia. You're like, I don't even know how to spell Australian. There's a sign that Q in there or something. I don't know. Oh, God. So we were there for a reason. We were there for the 50th anniversary of Play School. <laughs> Now, <laughs> Play School is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's uh, children's television show for uh, basically anywhere from one year to four years old. It's like early childhood education sort of stuff. We all grew yeah. up with it. Yeah. Like, it's been going on since 1966, so it is now 50 years old. Yeah. And so they, it's actually quite famous in Australia. And it's also been exported to the UK, I understand. No, 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 no. So we got it from the UK. Oh, we got it from the UK. Yeah. Because my wife said, oh, I remember watching Play School when I was a kid. Mm. So, so we got it from the UK, but the UK oh. one has since stopped. Like oh, okay. 1988, I think it finished up. Right. So Wait, how did my wife see it? Maybe probably she was, repeats. Maybe she was watching the Australian. I don't know, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it was a great exhibition. Uh, we went with a friend of ours, uh, Andrew Hicks. Mm-hmm. I can talk about him as much as I want because he hates that, and he w- <laughs> he's like he's about like ten episodes behind on our podcast, so it'll take him a long time. I'll probably get a text like a year from now going, "Hey, don't mention me by name." <laughs> uh, but it was a great to see all of these bits from your childhood, mm. like Big Ted, uh, which is like one of the, the the dolls and teddy bears and stuff that they play with. They had Humpty Dumpty, Big Ted, Little Ted, and Jemima, who wears all these different suits. And one of my favorite bits was uh, they had the real the real teddy bears and the real dolls. Mm-hmm. When you say real dolls, I get a very different... No, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they were the actual props from the television show that were lent there uh, from the ABC. Now, one of the things uh, for Big Ted, his bio says, The longest serving toy... Launched into space in his very first episode. <laughs> Which, and people say uh, Australia doesn't have a space program. That's right. We have Big Ted. He's currently orbiting the moons of Jupiter, <laughs> I understand. Uh, so it's 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 great. It was great to see stuff that I just hadn't thought about in years. And all these magnificent yeah. props and colourful bits of uh, craft paper and stuff that have been, you know, melded into the most fantastic things. And they had like a 90s disco there and uh, they had like hula hoop competitions and fairy floss. Nice. And a bar. It was it was over 18s only. So they had all this stuff and had a bar as well. Excellent. So 
So it was it was like a fun little excursion, like our last night out before my wife uh, eventually gives birth next week. It's probably a good. Uh, I should say it's probably a good preparation for being a parent because I mean, for some context, what play school is is basically grown ass people, like people in their like twenties, thirties, forties, even fifties in some instances. Um, basically playing with kids' toys and talking in a very babyish way to the camera. Like, oh, look, it's Mr. It's Big Ted and he's going to the shops now. Oh, look, he's in his house and he's going to bed. Oh, look, it's Jemima and she's playing with blocks. And now we're going to sing a song and read a book. And they read books to the camera and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's literally like like these people are parenting for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, and, like, it's amazing when yeah. you read that this was not... Like, it's all scripted. You think, like, they're just pulling it out on yeah. the top of their head, but it's very carefully scripted. There is no auto-cue, so everyone has to learn all of their lines beforehand. Hmm. And the, the presenters do such a good job yeah. of talking to the children and, you know, on that child level, but without being horribly condescending. It's not it's not condescending, but it is... Like, I remember being... Mm. Like, so there's, there's an age when play school was great. Yeah. And then there, you grow up, you grow out of play school. Yeah. And... Play school is the worst. Like, to an eight-year-old kid, play school makes you want to shoot the TV. Yeah. Um, because you want to talk like this. Because you're like, I'm not a baby. Mm. Play school sucks. I'm not a kid anymore. I hate play school. <laughs> when, you, when you learn about how much goes yeah. into each episode and yeah, how long yeah. it's been going for and all the presenters and everything, mm. I just... It, you, you, I formed... Like, I already appreciated the show, but I had a, even a, a, a higher amount of appreciation for yeah. it. So it was a... I always wondered whether I could do that. Could I be that like childish in a way on camera like you know because it takes it actually takes a lot of courage i think to to behave that way with a camera on you i mean we behave like idiots on camera but not in that same way no no i mean i I think it you have to be very we would come across as a parody yeah whereas the people who do it are genuinely like they want to strike the light of imagination within children. Yeah. Like they want them to go, oh, I, I can see the shop. I can see that this toilet roll holder is, you know, this this yeah. toilet this, this make, toilet yeah. roll is actually a person with matchstick arms and legs. I can see that in my brain, in yeah. my mind. Because a lot of the, a lot of the toys they play with on the show are, um, you know, they're kind of like the toys you had as a kid. Like they're not they're not. There's a lot of them are made from 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 stuff. Like they cra- they're crafted together, so you will have like. Toilet holders with cotton wool for hair and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's really creative, uh, like yeah. using just arts and crafts and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so I always wondered whether I would ever be able to do that. But what I found is that while I couldn't do it on camera, I have definitely become that guy with my daughter, and I will talk to her in ways that would make me extremely embarrassed. I'm. I think um, all parents do that. You know, they, they, you got to interact with your baby yeah. on a level that is not obviously adult because they love it. Because if, if I just say. Uh, you know, if I start talking to them really about my day at work, like, oh, you know, I created a spreadsheet that uses uh, Excel formulas to calculate like the the range of of you know, different prices of of jet fuel for this year between this year and this year. Then I put it into a graph, and then I exported that. Um, she would just stare at me. But if I go, hello, hello, how are you? She like smiles really big, and I'm okay. Well, I'm gonna do the thing that makes her smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you'll you'll be there too soon. I'll be there. Um, I'm, already, you, I'm already halfway there. You kind of have, you know, your your brother has kids. You're around people who have kids. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really. So for me, this is all something I had to learn myself. Um, my wife is is great, and I kind of just copy what she does a lot mm. of the time because. <laughs> 
She, she knows what she's doing. My daughter loves my wife. So, like, my wife enters the room and my daughter just lights up. You know, mm. it's beautiful. With me, she kind of often just sort of stares at me. And she goes, like, hey, look, it's the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that mention of television, I have a quiz for you. Ooh, nice segue. Well, the thing I love most about Stream of Nonsense yep. is that I don't have to prepare a quiz. You do. Yep. So I hope you've been busily working away throughout the week, getting a quiz ready for me, uh, putting in a whole lot of effort and, and you know, researching different topics and facts. And uh... yeah, I, I, I literally threw something together at the 11th hour, 11 p.m. last night. Literally the 11th hour. Yeah, literally the 11th hour. Wow, there you go. Uh, you know, uh, I came up with the concept at uh, 10.59 and... Uh... About a minute later, I thought I'd written my first question. <laughs> it took a little bit longer than that to write the whole quiz. Yep. But the good thing about having a garage full of games that are on display is that I just kind of wander in there and go, Do I? Uh, okay, 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 I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, today's quiz is about video games mm-hmm. based off TV shows. And ah. we were just talking about TV shows. That wasn't actually like we weren't we weren't trying to do that. It was just a happy coincidence there. Yeah. Uh, but we all know me. about video games based off movies. Yes. And you know, like you have some good ones and some bad ones. Yes, mostly bad, but mostly yeah. bad. You know, Aladdin yeah. was a good game. Yes, Aladdin was was quite good for both systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought I would do something that was to do with television shows. So video games based off TV shows. Okay. True or False. Oh, alright. So, oh, okay. So I you think just, you just got to tell me if it's true or false. Okay. I, I, all right. I see where you're going with this. Okay. Okay. Nice and easy. Alright. We One of us needs to keep score as well. Uh, look, so I'll do that. You, you do just that. Pass me the, the old pen and pad. We're prepared as ever. Yep. Alright. There was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer game for Xbox that was popular with people who didn't watch the show for its action, but was not popular with the fans because of its lack of nuanced plot. Hmm. True or false? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Look, you know, you you overthink these things. I do. Much. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you my gut reaction. Okay. All right, I'm gonna say true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the action at the time, which was the early 2000s, was actually applauded, and the game was quite popular. But the fans of the series didn't like it because the the plot was just not there, like it usually is in an episode of Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer. Those fickle enough. Buffy fans. Oh, they are fickle, aren't they? I used uh, to be one of them. Not anymore, though. Okay. I, I, I was sent to a camp and reconditioned. <laughs> they, they, they whipped the Buffy love out of you. They show nothing but Michael Bay films. Okay. Now I hate everything and want to die. <laughs> That'll do it. Okay. Next question. There is a 3DS game based off the Mysterious Cities of Gold cartoon, which is a puzzle 3D solving exploration game. Hmm. Um, you would know this. So, but I, would you already have showed me this thing? I'm going to say false. It is true. There, there is, is actually a Nintendo 3DS game. It might be available on other systems, but I have it on 3DS. You have it? Uh, yeah, ah. it is based off the new series of Mysterious Cities of Gold. Oh, okay. Right, right. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> I, got, I got it because it's a mysterious series of gold, and I love that series. And so far, it's kind of very kiddie and like opening doors for other characters, switching to other characters and going through. And mm. I just want to fly in the condor. And I think there is a game where you do that as well. But hmm. okay. all right, question number three: There was a late Atari Twenty Six Hundred Marvin the Martian game, which totally ripped off River Raid by Activision. Hmm. WB Warner Brothers. Never ended up paying the royalties because the colours were different. 
Hmm. True or false? <laughs> um. What a weird one. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say false. You're right. No. That never existed, but it would totally sound like something that would have happened during that era. Of... <laughs> yes, that's why I had difficulty with it because I was like, that just sounds like something that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, also on the Atari 2600, there was a game based off a singular segment on the Muppet Show, Pigs in Space. It had three different games, which were all rip-offs. Do you know what? Okay, I'm going to say true, because I think I played it. You have, and it is true. Yes. That's a bit of an easy one. That's a bit of a gimme. But, uh, yeah, there's like a Space Invaders clone in there amongst... uh, There's like a a kind of a vertical shooter sort of clone. Mm. Uh, Very... Very uh, hardly anything to do. I think I think you shoot Gonzos or you are Gonzos shooting pigs or something. It's <laughs> it's very nonsensical, but yeah. it is just pigs in space based off that one segment. Yeah, most most twenty six hundred games that had some sort of license agreement had you know that there was a very loose connection with the actual very very loose. Yeah, I think we played that at the after school care. I think that was there. Yeah, I did yeah. actually own that game. It was just one of those ones that I was going through and went, "Oh, I have that game." I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd get that, but I wanted to bring it up because no, it's, no, it's, it's an interesting one. You summon that up from the, the depths of my memory. So yeah, that was cool. Okay, here's here's an interesting one. There was an early Windows ninety five point and click adventure game based off the soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful, <laughs> where Tom has to get together with Stacy without Brad or Tiffany finding out. Oh my god. True or false? <laughs> Point and click adventure. Look, I'm glad it's on a platform or something. Um, <laughs> you know, that's like early CD ROM. That, yeah. could, that could be true. I'm going to say true. It's actually false. Ah! <laughs> false. But uh, I, just, I thought add, adding all of those 90s names in there may have convinced you that it was Brad true. and Tiffany. <laughs> I did I did find, when I was researching this a little bit, I did yeah. find some, some abhorrent. <clears throat> uh, early CD ROM games. Yeah. There, there are some, there are some real stinkers that when they realised that full motion video was a thing, like the ones was only half full motion video because like every second yeah. line was blacked out mm. to save space. Because I, I think I think it's cheaper to get a bunch of third rate actors in front of a camera than it is to develop an actual video game. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's think, that's the nineties. Yeah, I think that's what CD ROM games were all about. There was actually a, um, uh, a an instructional guide on how to use Windows ninety five from some of the uh, actors from Friends though. That is a real thing. Right. That's not part of the quiz, but it is out there. You can look it up <laughs> if you so choose to. Okay, number six. All right. Among the swath of Evangelion games released uh, for various systems, mm-hmm. there is a game for the Wonderswan, which is a, a portable system, mm-hmm. where your job is to look after the most boring character with no personality, Shinji Ikari. <laughs> this includes his scheduling tasks and perhaps trying to find a date for him. Good luck with that. Yeah, true um, or false? Yeah, I'll just like creepily stare at you while you're asleep. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to... So Shinji is the boy one. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to say true because it's such a popular series. I'm just banking false. on it. It's false. No Wonderswan games for it. There is a Wonderswan game. Uh, but that, that particular That thing. particular one. So this is a bit of a trick question because there is a Rei Ayanami scheduling one. Uh, like where uh, it's almost like a dating sim, life sim sort of stuff, where your role is to, or visual novel, I suppose, mm. where you do take care of Rei Ayanami, mm. the 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 other boring one with no personality, <laughs> pilot of Unit Zero, yeah. and 
you can date her, I think, towards the end of the game, which right. is really disturbing considering that she's a 14-year-old clone of a dead woman. So Yeah. But that whole series is disturbing, that's, that's, so why stop there? That's right. <laughs> the Wonder Swan game is, I think, a basically a um like almost like a Tamagotchi sort of thing where you're meant to bring up one of the angels, Adam. Okay. Uh, I had I have I have it, but <laughs> I have not explored it deeply enough. Oh, so I can't say that with any authority. Okay. Okay. So next, number seven. Along with two Flintstones and one Jetson game for the NES, Hanna-Barbera also released a Wacky Races game where you don't race, what? you're the villain Muttley, and you go around biting people. <laughs> True or false? Oh, man. See, I love Wacky Races. Yeah. So I want this to be real. Mm-hmm. And that always clouds my judgment <laughs> because I, I let the, I let my desire for it to be real get in the way. Of so there, there is there are two uh, Flintstones games, okay. and yeah. there is yeah. a, um, a Jetsons game which I own. Mm. I own one of the Flintstones ones. One of the other Flintstones ones is quite rare. All for the NES. This is for the NES. If it's real, God. is it real? Would my, would you have a wacky races game where you can't race? Uh, you Am I trying as, to trick you? We play as Muttley. Mm. Oh, true. It is true. Yes. There's yes. Like in this game, so you do play as Muttley and uh, you do, your attack is biting. So you, <laughs> you bite woodland creatures and stuff like that. I, I think it's not a bad game, but I think people were disappointed that it was Wacky Races and you don't really race. You know what would be a good Wacky Races game? Uh-huh. If you play as Dick Dastardly and Muttley and you just set up traps for the races. Like, that, that's that'd all be you cool. Do. It's just, you just set up booby traps. And you've got like, like a time limit or yeah, something. A bigger dig pit. A digger, dig, wait, dig, did I say bigger dig pit? No, whatever. <laughs> bigger dig pit? It's, it's all that alcohol you haven't been drinking, That's, man. God damn it. <laughs> obviously, obviously this is the problem with me is that I'm sober 95% of the time and, <laughs> and that's why my life is such a shambles. <laughs> if you were drunk, yeah. you'd be winning. Imagine how much I'd be achieving. All right. All right, okay. next question. Yep. On the same track, there is an Atari ST Knight Rider game. Where once again, you don't drive the car, but you play as Michael Knight and his boss, Devon, collecting parts for Kit. Hmm. Kit being the car. Okay. So, uh. the Atari ST is a game, is a is a computer, hmm. not a console. Okay. Although it does have a cartridge slot, I think. Okay, believe. right. Um, kind of like the Commodore or something. I don't want to underestimate how popular Knight Rider was. Um, you know, I want to say true. I'm going to say true. False. No, you got me. There are a lot of uh, Knight Rider games out there. Uh, most of them are kind of like bad racing clones. Okay. I do have one for the Famicom, and mm. it's not great. It's not mm. bad, but you, you don't. You only see the awesome Knight Rider car when you hit something and spin out. Otherwise, right. you've kind of got a first-person view okay. of the cockpit, uh, and, you, and you don't have. Um, I think his name's Daniel Williams. Right. Voice in there. I love that voice. Mm. Yeah, without that voice, you know, I was gonna say with the Muttley game, if it doesn't have like a digitized like <laughs> Muttley snicker, yes, exactly, <laughs> yes, you need that snickering to make to make the game. So, all right, next one. All right, I, I, I've i tried to make this a little bit challenging, so mm. I probably made it a little bit too challenging. But um, okay, ho- hopefully you'll you'll get these ones. There is a Red Dwarf Internet Browser game where you play as a Lister looking for a curry or the cat looking for his pink suit jacket. If Rimmer catches you, game over. Oh my god! A browser, a browser, browser game. game. You know, this could be. This could so easily be true. <laughs> this could so easily be true. Yeah. This this is actually a really difficult one. Either way, I was. Yeah. This is. I. I there were some really <clears throat> obvious ones, and I had to delete them from my list because it just wasn't challenging. 
You know, browser games are so uh, like you know a dime a dozen. I'm going to say true, false. Damn I didn't it! Make that one up. Damn it! But this actually this is interesting for me because it comes from a dream I had <laughs> about this very concept <laughs> where you like you you know load runner right where yeah. you can't attack but you dig holes and stuff and mm. the, my is my thought was that you have like a a perspective of the red dwarf ship which is massive and you can kind of go into crevices and removable. You know, you all of, you're trying to do is get a beer or a curry or and, something. And you can see Rimmer coming. Yeah, and, and you can try and escape him. And, like, the red dwarf outline looks like a maze. That was, that was like, from a dream I had. And that sounds, like, very plausible. But, like, when I thought about it at the time, I thought, that's awesome, but it doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. No, that was that was kind of that and was you, kind of bad. You've just given that golden idea away no, for it is. free. For free, you can you can totally steal that. I would play it. Yeah. Okay. The last one's just EA is all over that one right now. Last one's I've, I've, I feel like I've been a, bit, a little bit unfair with this quiz. I just I tried to make it not too easy, and then I made it a little bit hard. Okay. So this one is just the I Love Lucy CD-ROM experience <laughs> arriving forty <laughs> years too late. The objective of this game was to match the low-quality FMV clip with the episode title. Oh my god. So what is it? The I Love Lucy CD-ROM experience. <laughs> Arriving 40 years too late. CD-ROM experience. They're calling it an experience. God. Again, I really want this to be real. <laughs> what? Because because of the knowledge that it exists would amuse me. <laughs> Um, sometimes I want bad things to, to be there in the world just so that because it makes me laugh you know like yeah yeah um, oh dear but would anyone want would anyone want that you've got to think Rob <laughs> would anyone want? want is anyone out there thinking <laughs> you know what I love Lucy what a great show it's on all the time on television but I can't get enough I need to watch low quality clips on Windows 95 and a point and click Click to drag to the episode title. Man. I want to. I want to be. I want to be experiencing "I Love Lucy" at my at my desk at my at my in my. Is study. that real? Would somebody make that game? <laughs> I need to say true. No, it's false. <laughs> Damn it! I was trying to give him every hint there. I thought maybe you tried to trip me up. No, I. I've been feeling really bad about some of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. Were, I thought you, I was trying to play the meta game there. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. To... I, I do the same thing. Well, you yeah. kind of maybe back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like I should give you an extra. I did win that no, one. No, no, you did. But win. I feel bad. It was about close. It. I was doing really well to start yeah. with, but then it all fell apart towards the end there. So you got you got the um, yeah. you got the the wacky races one, which I was happy about. God. The, uh, yeah, some of them were too close to call, like the Atari ST game, where you play as Michael Knight. What I thought gave it away was, and his boss, Devon. <laughs> his boss, Devon. That's his name. Uh, An English dude named Devon. Oh, gosh. Uh, All right, well. Oh, okay. Right. That was uh, an interesting insight. Uh, one of the questions I did want to ask you uh, was about the uh, NES Three Stooges game. Ah, uh, okay. But you already know that, once again. That is yeah. a real game, and yep. it's based off some of the real uh, Three Stooges shorts from the um, 1930s and 40s. Or I think it was 40s, mainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't really put that one in. There were a couple of obvious ones. But I wanted to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, well, it's, I certainly learned a, a bit. Uh, and also, I really want to <laughs> you know, You know what I put here? I put the I Love Leal, <laughs> I Love Lucy CD-ROM experience. Uh, false, I bloody well hope. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is false. This I could be well. true for all. I didn't research it Look, well enough. This could actually be a thing. It will be, it will be true. When I make it tonight. I, if somebody makes this game, <laughs> I will give you that point back. That is your point, if that exists. 
If any Lucille Ball CD-ROM experience exists, you can have I that point I wonder how back. hard it would be to make that. But, but then you'd actually have to watch I Love Lucy, and that yeah. is a terrible show. It's, yeah, look, look, it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's not really of our culture, but it was on TV all the time, and it was like, why are they still playing this show? I don't know, I think, you know, it's there's there's something there. There's something there. I think like, there was in the 50s, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the flagrant domestic violence that you see in that show is probably part of the reason why it's no longer aired on TV. Well, it wasn't while the honeymooners, was it? When we were, no, I swear to God that Ricky... Was it Ricky... Yeah, it? I think so, yeah. Ricky Ramon, whatever his name was. I swear that he, he's like slapped her a few times. <laughs> Get a hold um, of yourself, woman. Um, <laughs> That's what I say to Rob every time he steps or, out or of maybe line. I'm just like misremembering because there was a Simpsons episode where... Where I think they're watching I Love Lucy and Oh, you hit it pretty hard this time, Rick. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that might be what you'll yeah, be remembering. I think, I yeah. think I'm once again the Sim I have I don't know whether something is real or whether it happened on The Simpsons. <laughs> well we have watched that much Simpsons that it's yeah. bleeding into reality and yeah. of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Remember that time we stole the lemon tree from Shelbyville? I do remember that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And then that asteroid hit our city. <laughs> yeah. That's partially true. Or is a comet. <laughs> it was a fire tornado, actually. Yeah, yeah. Tying it all back in. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to Game Life Balance Australia episode 10 stream of nonsense now Rob usually reads the copy okay you're going to give it a go I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go in a red hot go I am not wearing my glasses that's good that's going to work out really okay. well we hope you've give me that just give me that here <laughs> okay no 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 no, no. okay alright <clears throat> we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feed, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the US. You can follow us on Twitter. Rob is at Reboarded, AC is at ProdTally, and our official Twitter feed is GLB Australia. If you enjoy our show, please rate us and give us a positive review on whatever crap you listen to this on. <laughs> and tell your friends too. Tell them, tie them to a chair, and whip their nads until they, if they've got nads, they might not have nads. <laughs> if you don't know what nads are, look up nads. If they don't have nads, go and buy some of those truck nuts that you can get. <laughs> truck nuts. And then like strap it to them and then hit, hit those. Just tie, yeah, like, uh, the 007 uh, Casino Royale style. Yeah. Just cut a hole in the bottom of a chair. Nads through, whip them, whip them good. Mm-hmm. Play the song, whip them while you're whipping them. Or and or, then say, "Game life balance, Australia." Or make a effigy of them. Yep. You know, like a small let's let's call it a voodoo doll, and oh. and and stab the <laughs> genital area repeatedly with a pin. So originally, one of the concepts for this episode was to to think to brainstorm ideas of how we would get new listeners onto the show. Ah. It, I didn't do that because I realised how quickly that would get out of control in the context of a stream of nonsense. <laughs> yes. It would, it would go to some very strange places. Yeah. Plus, he, he didn't like my round them up and threaten them with being shot <laughs> idea. Then there was which, the gas chamber idea, which yeah. I was really not into. Well, actually, the thing is, I actually was mid-sentence through that and I was going <laughs> to end it with gas chamber. But then I, then I thought, that's not classy. <laughs> That's probably going to offend a lot of people. Yeah. So I didn't do that. No. But then you leapt on it. <laughs> you leapt on that hand grenade of an idea. <laughs> I wanted to conceal the blast so nobody else got hurt from yeah, your... Yeah, I think, I think you've actually magnified... <laughs> I think you like basically 
poured gasoline See, this on is them. why we didn't do this segment, because it would end up like this. With everyone... Insulting humanity as a whole. Everyone being offended, so, uh, yes. Alright, thank you very much for listening. This was Stream of Nonsense. It wasn't actually that nonsensical. Yeah. Uh, we were, because Rob's sober, and I'm mostly sober. Yeah, it didn't turn out as silly as we'd expect, but, uh... We're kind of disappointed. I guess you're gonna just have to... Just deal with it because that's what that's all you're getting. Just enjoy your enjoy your bloody dinner, kids, because that's all you're getting. All right. Uh, I am AC. I am Rob, and I will not be back for a while, yeah. most likely. So enjoy the guest host. We we still will have episodes coming up. So I have keep a, an eye on them. I have at least one guest host lined up. I won't say who, but uh, we will try and get a couple more in. And uh, yeah, look forward to something a little bit different for the next couple of episodes. But I'm sure AC will be back in due course because if he doesn't get to hear the sound of his own voice he will actually go mad i die without the sound of my own voice he will go mad and then he will die